0: Welcome back to another episode of Being an Artist is Fucking Killing Me. I'm Rainy. I'm Corinne. And thanks for tuning in, pals. Thank you so much. We are on week four of quarantine.
1: Is, is that week, right? Is it week four? I don't know. I think last this past week calendar. was week three. Yeah. Uh, this is week four for I us. To, Jesus. I guess I, I, I was laid off like the 15th of March. Oh my God who knows Oof. what day it is man it's crazy uh-uh.
0: uh.
1: <laughs> how's everybody this. doing hopefully okay yeah hopefully surviving yeah it's, this is a lot and
0: i like i think it's like really cool that there's lots of people out there that are offering like live classes and dance classes and like all these there's opportunities for people to do but I also think it's okay if you don't want to do those classes because it's really hard to do a dance class in your house. Mhm. And I and I yeah, so anyway, good on those people who are taking the classes and doing those classes, but also it's okay if you have no motivation to do that because I am like that.
1: <laughs> totally. Yeah, and I have had very little motivation to do other people's classes, but I found that teaching one Like when I did the bar threes, like 30 minute Instagram one was Mm -hmm. really lovely because it was like, felt like I did as an instructor, I felt like I connected to a lot of people, but I don't feel that same thing when I like take someone's class for some reason, even if it's like someone I know, Mm. which is weird. Yeah. Yeah. Very strange time. And
0: we hope you guys are doing okay. We also want to give you a heads up that we are not together. We are currently doing a recording, um, remotely so if you notice mm-hmm. difference in quality um that that's is why, why.
1: <laughs> yeah that is why and we're also like experimenting with software and different mic setups so next week will probably be different
0: yeah who knows what's gonna happen guys it's a whole that's a
1: whole situation everybody's <laughs> adjusting quickly yeah This
0: is also our last backlogged episode that we have for you. So we are going to have to figure out something new for next week, whether it's just going to be like the two of us discussing, um, something which Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe it will be in this format, like remotely again. Um, but we think we have an idea and, uh, hopefully that that works for you guys as well.
1: Yeah. Um, so if you've been, Watching our Instagram and our social media, we put together this little thing called Quarantine and Dance Fest, just an attempt to get people moving and help people stay connected in this like format that we've obviously worked in a lot, um, dance film. And so that screening party, which we're going to do via Zoom and YouTube is on Friday. And if you didn't submit, but you would love to join, You can just reach out to us on any of our platforms and we'll send you the link when we send it to everybody else. Amazing. Yeah. I think it'll be fun. I will say that like the zoom, like cocktail hours or get togethers or chats that I've had with people have been helpful and they are Mm -hmm. like really lovely. Yeah. Zoom
0: man. Nobody knew Mm -hmm. what this was like three weeks ago. And all of a sudden I live by zoom.
1: (laughs) I hope someone bought their stocks
0: actually though like we it was kind of like it's not kind of like marijuana stocks in the sense but like we all know we all knew it was like gonna be big and then just nobody pulled the trigger and some people that did made an amazing investment that's how i feel about zoom stocks like i feel like week week one i should have been like oh yeah i just need to like buy some zoom stocks but like now in week three it's just like oh, it was why didn't i do that you know it's right it's sense. too late now it's too late now it's gonna be worth like nothing yeah um this week we have Michelle Schuster she was the last person we interviewed before we went into quarantine and she's so lovely I love a Manitoba lady which she is we grew up competing with and around each other and uh that was really
1: awesome to talk to her yeah she's very funny and very charismatic and uh, was just like so fun to have in so this is a great interview yes
0: Thank you guys so much and let's get going. Stay safe.
1: We Wash are. your hands.
0: Bye guys. Oh my <laughs> Wash your hands. <laughs> stay inside. Yeah. Cook your own damn food. Yeah. And don't meet up with sketchy people on any
1: apps. <laughs> <laughs> I was legitimately thinking about that the other day, walking down the street. I was like, do you remember when we just used to meet up with strangers and kiss them? <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: amazing. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Just kidding. Although I did recently read no. an article that said that <laughs> that talking, the communication part of the apps, has gone up fifteen percent in the past two weeks. So people are using like yeah. the online like t- like um, chatting apps, like not chatting apps, but the online like chatting portion of the app more.
1: Which... Totally. I bet. I mean, I saw my screen time pop up today, or how much I'm using my screen, and it. It's like seven to nine hours a week right now. Whereas before I think it was like three to four a week. Daily. Sorry. But like on Sundays, it like pops up on my thing.
0: Oh, I thought you were only using your phone for like three hours a week. And I was like, that is nothing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No girl. Three hours a day. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a thing. Oh well, I mean like whatever. I mean, there's worse time like we were I think we were talking about this the other day, but like there's worse times to be like in like imagine doing this like 20 years ago when we didn't have like, you know, maybe not 20 years ago, but like and, like 25 years ago when we didn't have like we like just had MSN and like dial up and like everybody was like <laughs> downloading illegal music from LimeWire. Now we have like Netflix, oh, we have Zoom, we have like so many uh, like faculty that we're able to connect with other people that it's, it's, it's making, it's still hard, but it's, it's helpful,
1: you know? Yes, Mm -hmm. I agree. Anyway.
2: Okay. Let's get going on this episode. Here's, here's Michelle. (laughs) Hi, I'm Michelle Schuster. I am a performer and choreographer and director, and I usually work in musical theater, but I've got a lot of experience in the dance world as well. Um, okay, I know exactly what I want to
0: ask you, okay. First off. Okay, um, and you probably talk about this like a lot, mm-hmm. but I want to talk about when Greece came and you were understudying <laughs> for them, and you yeah. didn't go on
1: stage once.
2: Yeah, um, how? Maurice Schwanard.
1: <laughs> what? What? Maurice? Greece? Oh, Greece. I thought you said Maurice. I was like Maurice Schwanard. What? No, uh,
0: Greece. So Michelle Maurice. was in the in the second. I was in both. You were in both uh, the, when yes. Greece
2: came to Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. And I, yeah, you maybe just, like, talk about it. Um, so the first time, so I swung Greece. I covered all the ensemble, and I covered Miss Lynch, and I covered Jan. And I was super, actually, really excited. It was, like, this big contract that everyone in Toronto wanted. Yeah. If, like, I remember going to the original opening call and being like, whoa, this is New York. Like, it felt really legit. Um, and then, like, you get that call, and you're like, oh, my God, this is amazing. This is it. And, uh, my agent was like, you're, you're wanted as a swing and an understudy. And I was like, yeah, like I've been training my whole life for that. Mm -hmm. I love like separating my brain like that. And I was super excited and we get into rehearsals and it's very weird being a swing. Um, truthfully, I think it's like the hardest thing I've ever experienced because you're asked to be so involved and yet like no one is talking to you and no one is including you. Mm -hmm. So you're like, I want to be in on these like important conversations about the story and like mm. what's happening and yet <laughs> no You're one is including like, me. Yeah. So, but they're like, "Oh, but also you have to save the show." And I was like, "Cool, cool, cool. I hate that." Um so anyways, I just found myself I was also assistant dance captain, so I was like, "Great. I'm going to dive into like that." So I charted out literally the entire show. I had it blocked out. So like if person A went on cuz the swing the swing fall down was really messy, if Danny went out. Kaniki was supposed to become Danny. Eugene would become Kaniki. One of the unders, like, it was such a bad... They just hadn't really thought about it, I don't think, to the nth degree. And so I had plotted, like, everything out. I felt so prepared. And then we get into the theater, and I don't go on. And I don't go on. And I don't go on. And it's probably, like, a month and a half. In the first In the know. first time. Okay. And I go to the... Uh, main dance captain. And I'm like, I like really want to go on just one time. So I know if I know the show, Mm. I'm truthfully like very worried that yeah, I've been practicing all the dances and I'm not worried about the dances, but there were so many elements. We had to roller skate. We had to do lifts. We had to do like partnering. Like it was, it just felt very scary. And then we decide I'm going on the first weekend in December. I like invite all my friends. I'm like, this is my time. Like, yes. (laughs) Two days before Danny goes out, Sandy goes out. Everyone goes on. Everyone is on in a track that like, they don't know, honestly, because Marty is now Sandy. Patty Simcox is Marty. Um, sarah in the ensembles is now patty i'm in her ensemble track which is like it's not the one i had been like really focused on because she never gets sick so i was like it won't be her all the men are trickled down it was like a mess but somehow we like made it through um sort of (laughs) and uh so then december (laughs) happens and people like kind of get sick but not Too much? I end up going on a couple times. I get to go on for Miss Lynch on Boxing Day. And my mom was here. And it was, like, very cute. And then the show shuts down, like, two weeks later. And we're like, okay, cool. And uh, so then, whatever. It ended. I did another project in the the midtime. And then I get... A message from my agent being like, it's happening again. I'm like, what do you mean it's happening again? They're like, it's happening again. And like, they want you in, to swing again. I was like, I don't know. Like, I really didn't like love that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then it's like the money and it's happening and all the things were like, just it do it. Like. Yeah. And you get to live in your house. Like that's a big thing. Like at a certain point, a couple years before that, or maybe even the year before that I had lived three months in Newfoundland, two months in Winnipeg, five months in Halifax. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I just want to be in my space. So then I was just like, you know what? I'm going to do it. So we go back, we recast it. Half of us are coming back and half of us are brand new. I'm covering the same tracks, but like things have changed a little bit. I feel like I'm so confident. I can go on for any track and I don't go on for like three months and I sit backstage and I felt mentally so unwell I felt like every time I'd come in I was like hoping people were sick or hurt oh. or like it made me feel awful mm-hmm. truthfully and I was like I'm not that person I've never been someone to be like I need to tear you down to build myself up mm-hmm. but it was like being in a room and having people be like I don't want to do the show today and oh. I'd be like let me do the show like let me do wow. anything Um, and we had a lot of like young actresses and actors and you know they I don't think they appreciated like what they had um, and not against them. It's just like, you don't know. We don't do a lot of commercial theater really in Canada anymore. We do a lot of regional theater um, and commercial theater. There's so many rules and, and different things. So I think that like, we just weren't prepared for it. Mm-hmm, right. So I just sat backstage and truthfully was like very miserable. And then I started making these like stupid Instagram stories um, called swing life, swing strife, <laughs> And I would just film things like whether it was, sometimes they were funny and sometimes they were serious, you know? And sometimes I would explain to people like what we actually do, or I'd show them like during a show, there's four swings, um, two guys, two girls, all the guys got to go on and none of the girls went on. Um, and we film ourselves like doing the hand jive to be like, we still know it. Everything's fine. Um, but it was like, kind of, it was just like our really bad headspace, truthfully. Mm -hmm. And, I liked the job of it and I liked the concept of being like, I have to be prepared to do anything. But then after two months, like I don't know if I could have actually gone on. Mm-hmm. I I felt like I was so removed. Um, and, and like when you're doing a show for that long people, you've built things into it. You've added your own takes. And I'm like, I w I was so far removed at that point that I think it would have been like very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't stop me from wanting to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, and the worst part was, like, in theater, you have to sit there the whole show, pretty much. So I had to be there, you know, at least 45 before the show. Because worst case, I would get to call it, like, the half. Mm-hmm. So I was just, like, sitting there ready with, like, a base foundation on. Just being, like, I'm ready. And then as the months got on, it was, like, I'd show up at the half in a sweatpant and, like, hair in a top of my you know, a fuzzy bun and was just so over it.
1: Yeah. Is that like an exceptional case of never being a swing and never being in the show? Or is that
2: <sighs> it's okay. So the thing is like in the States, it's so different, right? Yeah. It, like people swing out willy nilly. Like they're yeah. like, I want to go away to like a theme park. And they're like, great. Um, I swing. Yeah. Well, you have their people. lives.
1: Yeah. Right. <laughs> We're they're like, here- well,
2: I want to
0: like go visit my family. Yeah. I'm dead.
2: (laughs) Don't read that. But yeah, like, so it's like a different thing and you pay out your understudy. Yeah. And then like, great, it all is fine. So in Canada, A, we like don't have the money to actually have proper understudies and swings usually. So it'll be like one person in the chorus who's like secretly like understudying all the leads. And if they go on, the show's kind of screwed. They don't say that, but like everything would have to be changed. Wow. So then when a show comes along that they have understudies, they have swings, no one knows how to Mm -hmm. use them. They're not used properly. And I mean as, like, actors. So, like, I can think of a time where an an actor in, in Greece was, like, very, very sick. But, like, was in tears about the concept of, like, calling out. Because, like, people will think they're weak or they're this or they're that. And I was, like, this is why we have the swings and the understudies. Like, it felt very backwards. But it wasn't her fault. She, like, truthfully was, like, I don't want a stigma, like, put against me. When in reality, if she had called out... What ended up happening, actually, was... She got very sick. Stage manager was like, you literally can't go on stage. And then she was out of the show for like a week and a half mm. because she like didn't let herself get better. Best, yeah. She could have taken one day or two days off at the beginning. Right. And, we, and it would have been fine. Um, you know, and I think that's like something just to like learn. But yeah, it's a weird thing where you don't get swings and you don't get understudy. So you don't understand that like they're not there to take your job. Right. They're not there to do it better than you. They are trying to save the show. Yeah. And I think, like, that was a weird thing. And I know I've had friends at, you know, Stratford and Shaw who've swung and and they're kind of on the same page being, like, people don't understand how, like, emotionally difficult it is. Right. (laughs) Just to put yourself in that headspace is so, so not ideal. You're like, I just love performing and I love theater. And now I'm sitting backstage, like, hoping. Right? Right? Like, you got the job and yet you, like, don't have the job. There's also, like, this thing of
0: working for something and then, like, getting, not validation, but, like, getting something out of working so hard. And yeah. I feel like in that swing life you're just, like, working so hard for something that you, like, are always, like, within
1: reach of. Yeah. And then you just, like, don't get it. It's like when you slap an animal's paw away when they're trying to get Yeah, to... they're trying
2: to move that glass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, and it's funny, too. Like, you kind of nailed it on the head. it's It was, like, when I would go on the first time, Uh, at the very best, if I nailed it, I was like a seven or eight out of 10. Mm -hmm. You're never a 10 out of 10 Mm. because there's always an element of like, I didn't know that. Or like, I forgot that line or like, I didn't move the bleacher. And, and my, (laughs) my dresser, like, God bless her. She saved my life. But she, she would be like, you know what, Michelle, if you feel a seven out of 10, you're amazing. Like you're amazing Mm -hmm. because the show is fine. The show is fine. And no one in that audience like knew that like chorus roll number three didn't move the bleacher. Like nobody knows that. Um and I'd be like beside myself, and like I find uh, as a choreographer and as a performer, like I'm such a perfectionist, and as a swing, you literally cannot be mm. you know it's like there was one point where like I had to do this like lift off a car, and I just got caught on the on a a piece of the set, and it ripped my whole tights and my skin. I'm full bleeding, and still Ooh. doing grease Lightning being like, "Yes!" <laughs> I got off stage, and my dresser was like, "There's blood everywhere," and I'm like, "Awesome!" <laughs> like, this is the worst. You're like, "Do I have my period or?" And yeah. yeah, am like <laughs> just bleeding on the like grease Lightning. Great, like, take it with you. <laughs> So it's like things like that, you know. And I remember that show being like, oh, I I also had had like a pretty great show. You know, I felt like really good about it. And then I was like, oh, but I also bled on stage. So like it wasn't a great show, right? Like it was a seven, a a soft seven out of 10. Right. (laughs) So like that's also weird because you're like, I just want to be nailing it, right? Right. It's it's such a dancer thing to be like, I'm doing it perfect. I'm Mm -hmm. nailing it. And then you're like, lol, I can't nail it because like, I have to remember, there's one part where uh, we all slow danced in like a really dim lit whatever while Sandy's singing, hopelessly devoted. Right. And I didn't know who my partner was. <laughs> because it had changed. So you were just like, like looking well, around. No, So I was just like soft. I had my paws, like my hands, excuse me. I call them paws. I had my hands just kind of like ready to dance. And then my partner like across the room was like, uh, and then we just like slowly like slunk over to each other. And like, everyone was like full of laughing. Cause they're like, what's happening. And I'm like, you know what? If me and like a blackout, you know, forgot my dance partner, like whatever. I did the hand drive. Like, yeah. fuck off. <laughs> amazing
0: god (laughs) how do you had you approached your agent or like how did it feel when it came back the second time and you had swung for the entire first show and half the cast had come back and half had been recast and you weren't in that recast how do you how would i have felt or like how did you deal with with that idea of like not being being cast again as a swing Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm yeah yeah how did I feel? Ooh, not great. No, I actually, I understood. I did understand because truthfully, uh, to teach someone the seven or eight or nine tracks that I knew would cost them way more money. Right. So yeah, you could have put me as Jan and yeah, I would have known it and I would have been like, great. But then to recast you. Would have been way harder. And so in a weird way, truthfully, the director was like, you're too valuable. Like, Mm. unfortunately you did a good job. (laughs) So like- that kind of got in your way, um, which... which is a double at sword. if you'd done a bad job, then you would have been recast, which is like right, which is also bad. All. All
0: wind of crazy, yeah.
2: The double bad, yeah. catch twenty-two, right? Um, so I don't know. I think I, I at first was a little upset. However, they were they were big on they wanted to keep like archetypes the same, mm-hmm. specifically in the Pink Ladies. Like they wanted to have like a couple different nationalities, and they very much wanted it to be the same person, mm-hmm. which like. I don't know if that's actually what diversity means, but it is what it is. Right. And I did understand that. I'm like, I knew so many tracks that I was like, Oh, that's hard. And, and they ended up bringing in new, uh, another set of swings. The second time we only had once it was me and a guy the first time. And then they had two girls, two guys the second time. And the other girl was like, it was so hard. I watched her like try to learn the show that a bunch of us already knew. Mm. And not only is she learning a track, she's learning like seven. And so like that was very hard to like watch that kind of thing. So I was like, I understand why why it happened. Of course it wasn't ideal. I was like, great, I can't wait to sit backstage. But then I didn't know. Also, I was like, all these kids are going to call out. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, Haha, no, they didn't. Yeah. Right. It is surprising to have an entire, how long was that run? Two months, three months? Like two and a bit. We yeah. ended up closing early because it didn't sell. Mm-hmm. Right. Hashtag Canadian theater. But um, Also, that specific show, I think, was just That like, specific show didn't do very well at all, right? No.
0: Our friend, Olivia Loft, was dating one of the dancers from it.
1: Oh, yeah. It was her boyfriend, who? her partner. Oh. Who was she dating? What was yeah. his name?
0: I have no idea. To anyway. But it was yeah. one of the guys who was in the first run. The first one. Oh,
2: I was, was she like a fighter? Yeah. John Collin. John Collin. yeah. John yeah. Collin. Yeah, 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 yeah. I met her. I was like, she's feisty. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Very much so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. He's a good friend. We've done many shows it's together. Lovely. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. It was. It was hard. It was hard. It's it, someone like him. So he's in the ensemble, he's getting to do some of it, but he's understudying Kaniki and Eugene. Um the two so kin- big characters, like, too. Well, yeah, and but the thing that was like so confusing about this one was like the leads and the ensemble like weren't in the same show, pretty much. Like yeah. besides the hand jive, we were in different scenes completely. Like right. so it was hard to like track your own part. So there would be shows. This was the other thing because I was like assistant dance captain. If what ended up happening was the guy who played Danny was from the States, got like very, very sick in the first one and dropped out. They like full replaced him, but they didn't want to put the guy who was Knicky as Danny because he was such a good Knicky. And he was, he like was insane. Every time Grease Lightning was like perfect. And I was Mm -hmm. like great. I understand why they would do that. So they ended up moving one of my dear friends into the role of Danny from the ensemble. The swing suddenly was like full time in the show.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: So now no one could get hurt or sick. Mm -hmm. And then there were days where people got sick and suddenly like I'm in a half costume with my own hair because... They didn't know what wig to put on me, and I'm, like, moving set pieces, oh. which is bizarre. Yeah. So I would, like, run in to be a part of the, the carnival scene, so I'd, like, move a crazy mirror and then, like, run off stage, and I was like, what's happening? Like-
0: yeah, for, especially when you're, like, moving set pieces that are so integral to, like, the base construction of the show. Yeah. Like, how... Before the show, you literally have to be like, look at the like a diagram and be like, okay, this is what everybody is doing today in each scene,
2: and and constantly it happened quite a bit. Um, Yeah, it was it was crazy. It was absurd too. Like some of the things, truthfully, I had to get into this dress that I loved. I loved this dress, so that was fine. Put on like minimal to full makeup. Mm -hmm. Put my hair just like in pigtails because I was like, it's close enough to the era, and literally bring on this mirror. You do, like, a run around it. You, like, pose in front of it. And then we, like, pull the mirror to a, to a like, position, a mark, and then run off stage. The whole show. And so I was, like, what? I just remember being, like, this is my job. Like, <laughs> my career was, like, to dress up for less than four minutes. Right. But there was no one else that honestly could do it. So it, like, wasn't an option. And I would have to, if someone swung in, uh, like, a lead. I had the script and I'd run around with them backstage being like put on your red shirt your first line is this. Oh, wow. oh god. Because truthfully there were just like wasn't time to Dude. do some of that stuff and we eventually like did understudy runs and swing runs and whatever but like it, we already had people swinging it. Wow. <laughs> so it was like too little too late a little bit.
1: Man.
2: Do you think that you'd swing again if you got a I get asked this like a lot. I guess it depends
0: on like what the show is. Maybe. Yeah, it
2: does. It depends on the show um I liked, I truthfully did like using that part of my brain. It felt very rewarding when you'd go on and you'd be like, I know where I am. Mm-hmm. I know my position. I know this choreography. Like, that part did feel great. Uh, it was some of the, like, emotional stuff backstage that I I think was hard. I mean, I also now know, like, what I'm getting into. Mm-hmm. Right. And I know the reality is, like, you might never go on. Mm-hmm. I also would, like, maybe fight, I'd, like, make my agent fight for me to have at least, like, one show. <laughs> Right. Like in your
1: contract, yeah. you're going to go on X Let me
2: go Yeah. Even like truthfully, like let me go on. It, it depends on how long the run is, but if it were to happen, I'd be like, let me like once a month. Mm. Just mm. one show a month. I'll go on whatever track you want, but like let me go in. Um, whereas like this, we didn't really have a leg to fight on. They were just like, Greece is happening again. Go. Right. And it was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, a yes. A soft yes. Yeah. Is the answer. <laughs> That sounds like really really I followed your Instagram when that was happening. Was, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, cause I, this was the thing. Like I was like, what else do you do? At first it was like, I'd run the show backstage. And then I was like, I can't friggin' run the hand jive in a change room, the size of a cubby anymore. I can't oh. do it. I can't do it. Right. <laughs> right. It's of not course. like there's like a huge space that I could rehearse. No. So like, that was like, yeah, it was hard. It was very hard, mm. but yeah. And so I turned to Instagram and you know what? It was funny. Like, I had so many people reach out and be like, yeah, swinging so hard. Like, thank you for telling people that, you know, or I had, God bless him. There was a cast member. He's young in the second time we did it. And he was like, do you feel bad just being a swing? And Whoa. I was like, okay. Okay. What do you mean like, just a swing? Like, right, right. I don't know, you like, mean, I know
1: everybody's part.
2: Like, fuck you. Well, and especially I was like, I'm also de- like DCing and like, I I know literally the show better than any person. Yeah. I did. I pref- I saw over 136 runs of that show. Wow. I'm like, come at me. Like, I know it better than anyone. Right. Yeah. Like, it's insane. Right. Uh, That's so can awesome. I ask you
1: about money? Yeah. Um, so, if you're swinging, is your money different than when you actually go on?
2: So, it depends. Um. In that contract, no. Okay. So, I you start at a slightly higher base fee Mm -hmm. and then you're just paid that consistently. Yeah. Okay. So you're swinging, you're getting paid slightly better than your cohorts on a daily. Mm -hmm. But if you go in, nothing happens. But if you don't go in, nothing happens. Right. Um, If you're in the ensemble and you're covering a track, you usually will get paid a little extra if you go in. Okay. Then there's also this like weird world where like the day – if you go in, this is another show this is a while ago but we ended up having a couple of people get really sick and we had a lot of swing-ins and we didn't have a swing we didn't have really understudies and so I got an extra line in the show. I got to like say a chorus line, and I like held a pitchfork, and it was like phenomenal. And I got paid. <laughs> was it Beauty and the piece? It was Shrek, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like close. <laughs> yeah, at the beginning of Shrek, they like it's not like the movie. They like tell the story of like little Fiona and like yeah. little Shrek, and then like these villagers like come out to get Shrek, and then he's like rah. But it's like a kid anyway, whatever. So I get to hold this pitchfork, and I have this line, um, and like a sung line. That was the other thing. In the, in one of the songs, there was, like, an, another character that now had been removed because he was playing donkey. Mm. So now I'm covering this one line. And so I got an extra 16th added to my pay. Mm. Because it's, like, a different track. It's not what had been written. And then there's all these little rules where if you get a contract that says as cast, they can, like, kind of mess with it a little bit more. Because then it's, like, in an emergency, you can cover certain things. Okay. But if you're given a track that's, like, you're playing shrek and suddenly you have to move a set piece that's like so many different things which is why having understudies and swings can really help you out and be way cheaper in the long run right Right. if something bad happens which like god forbid obviously we don't want that but if something bad happens theaters can end up losing so much money because now they're paying all these extra fees and dues and and it, it gets like really really messy I have a question. Maybe. If
0: something ha- were to happen where there was supposed to be somebody, you know, moving something, like mm-hmm. for example, like the bench, yeah, and you didn't like move the bench, so then one of like the major cast members moves the bench to get to get it off or to right. accommodate for the scene, then do they in that situation if it's like a spur of the moment on stage reaction to something, right? Who? <laughs> What happens? Paid.
2: It depends. they is so, it finicky like that? Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, Very much so. Uh, is this all equity? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It is equity. Yes. Um, it depends. If, if they were like, I'm on stage and this happened and they were like, I need to just do this. And then they go and they're like, you owe me this. The theater would probably pay them. Uh, I don't think most theaters will not reach out and be like, "You did this great thing. We're gonna pay you for it." Right? <laughs> It'll more be you going, "Hey, like, pay me." Yeah. Um, but if a stage manager says, "Like, hey, you're on stage. Can you move this?" Boom, you're getting paid. Right. Because now it's like an order. I don't know. Or yeah, I mean, like- it's a it's a bit of a gray area too, and it depends mm, on how right. big the set piece is too. Mm. Uh, if it's like a table or something I can pick up with two hands easily. Mm-hmm. That becomes a prop.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: If it's something that like physically is like hard to move, that's a set piece. Right. And there's different rules to go with that. But it's also because like Greece was it's called like a sector two contract, which right. is like all your big Mervish theaters. We don't really have a lot of those in Canada. No. And those rules are very finicky. Mm-hmm. Whereas like your regional like theater production, they're a little looser. Right. So that, that kind of comes into it, but it it can get pretty messy, usually, yeah. because it's like, yeah, but I had to move this thing, but did you have to, or could someone have done it, or could a stagehand have done it? And, like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of rules with IOTC members, which, like, I don't even know the half of it, but if a stagehand, like, walks on stage, that can be, like, they can, we can be fine, they can be fine. Like, there's all these things, unless it's been, like, a it's like an emergency,
0: or, like, something yeah. where someone... It's like a health or a hazard. A right. hazard, exactly. Yeah. yeah.
2: So it can get really crazy. But like um, with Grease, there was a time we hadn't actually gotten to do a proper um, dress rehearsal. Right. Which is like very much against the rules. Yeah. And they were like, we, it sort of happened. And then God bless, our like amazing stage manager went into like a diabetic coma, shock, and was in the hospital. So now we have a new stage manager coming in to like call our show for the first time. It was a preview, but still... You're like, technically, you have to have done a run before you have an audience. And we didn't. And the set piece flew in quicker than, like, people were ready. And it hit an actor. And he <gasps> was fine. It was, like, light. Ooh, and it flew um, in. Um, It was a giant, um, like, projection screen. Oh, that came down? It came down. Mm-hmm. And he was in his mark. But we hadn't actually done that scene. And so, technically, the mark should have been more downstage. But, like, no one had really clocked it. And it was such a quick little bit part that, like, no one... Had been like emergency, emergency. It's so, like this, like set of piece comes and kind of gives him a little boop, and he's just like kind of out of it, and is like fine, but is like I'm acting and I'm fine, <laughs> yeah. and really? I'm watching the audience being like, Ugh. and like we all, they they had to pay a bunch of fees and dues because like a an actor got hurt, b we didn't run a rehearsal, like it could have been way worse, like right of course, stage thank God. manager
0: too, like the first of all the pressure she is under or he, he sorry he but, he but here, still no. like under to like do that. And then, yeah, for that to happen, that's like probably his worst nightmare. Right, that's, you know, that's yeah. like the it's a worst yeah.
2: case scenario. And like I picture like our stadium manager, who had been with us all this time, is like in a hospital, like very sick. And is like, how's everything going? And we're like, what? Like, don't awesome. ask us. Like, go to the hospital. Like, yeah. be, like, in the hospital and, like, get better. Oh, um, so, like, yeah, it was crazy. Greece was crazy.
1: <laughs> the fact that I came back for a second time and was still crazy. Crazier.
2: Like... I got crazier. I know. And, like, looking back, I'm like, when something is, like, not going great, like, maybe don't do it a second time. Like, That's for myself. always, soul. like, what
0: was weird to me that they decided to do it a second time. It was I, like...
2: I think the truth was, like, they had rented the winter garden. Like they needed to. They, yeah, yeah, I think you'd they'd spend too much money, and so they were like, "We're gonna make it back." And like, I don't, and it's hard too because you're like, "I want theater to be happening in Canada. I want more. We yeah. all want more. We want not just not just musical theater, but like all types of yeah. art." And yet, when something does happen, there's like all these rules, and things go bad, and it doesn't sell, or it sells well, and then it doesn't sell well. Then like,
0: it's so quick. I feel like that drop of like amazing to like nothing happens like. In two
2: days. Oh, literally. And it was so crazy, too, because, so, Janelle Parrish from Pretty Little Liars was playing Sandy, and so the first month, we had, like, tweens on tweens on tweens. Right. And, like, hundreds of them at the stage door, like, Janelle sign my, like, face. Oh, my God. (laughs) Also, one of the girls from... Katie, yeah, from mur- uh, How to Get Away with murder. How to Get Away
0: with Murder, right? Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Um, <laughs> and so it was just like crazy, yeah. But I that's I that like, slightly like more mature audience, right? Pretty yeah. Little is like your teen bops, right? And like my mom, yeah. like shout out to my mom who like <laughs> loved Pretty Little Liars and met her and was like, it's Mona. And I was like, we don't call her that, <laughs> <laughs> also really that. <laughs> but she was very excited. But so we, we had all these kids and then Christmas happened and then all these kids got tickets for Christmas to see Janelle and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then that like week of Christmas ended and it was like, and no one wants to see Greece. Oh. Greece has finished and it also was Christmas time. And like people want to like see Christmas things or things yeah. that are like very family orientated. And like, although Grease, we know the movie, and like it is like generational. It's also like pretty raunchy, mm. and it's it's a little more aggressive than like the family movie that everybody knows. Right. Um, yeah. Like they're they're actually gangs. They're gangs, and we don't like talk about that. Um, and so you know, and there's, there's and like
1: Sandy's underage.
2: Right. Well, and yeah. and we talk, there's so many oh things. God. Also, like let's just talk about the message. Right, is a, a lot. There's it's- so many problems. Yeah. It. Like yeah. I don't have time to do that. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. So I mean, it, we have all the time right now. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so agrees. Yeah. But let's yeah, but there were so many things. Like there's mm. there was a line about a gang bang. Yeah, and so they were like, do we take it out? And then they were like, yes, we take it out. Like there's no and, and there's like there's no need for it. It's in the movie, but no one. It's such a but up and we like move on. Yeah. yeah. Whereas in the musical, it, like, was not. It felt, like, very, like, (laughs) ew, this is uncomfortable. Like, really, we're going to watch this, like, 17-year-old girl. I put air quotes because, like, obviously we're older. But, like, I don't know. So, there was lots of, like, issues like that. And then, like, truthfully, I just think it's not the best show in the world. (laughs) No. I'm going to put it out there. Grease is not the best show in the world. And so, at a certain point... If you're not going to completely change it or do something wild with it, yeah. we know it. Was Grisha yeah. a movie first or a musical first? Yeah, uh, mm, musical, 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 a musical, and then it was adapted. then it was changed to a movie, and the movie got really famous. And in the movie, they cleaned it up a lot. They right. took it out of Boston completely. Yeah, right. What would you like? I don't really understand Where why. Is it in? placed in the la, in, LA in the movie yeah. is it yeah, yeah it's like loose la yeah. <laughs> and she's obviously not from there she's from a different country right yeah. but in the script like sandy's not from like australia or like england she's right. like just from another state <laughs> right. right so like that's a weird twist on it but it was things like um our our sandy didn't have a blonde wig mm. she wasn't blonde yeah, it was, because you know like, she's like a beautiful tan hawaiian yeah. girl and like doesn't need to have fake blonde hair and people lost their minds yeah people were I like that's that. not sandy and we're like whoa like re- rewind a little bit like <laughs> right that's not olivia newton john you're <laughs> right. you are correct but it also like isn't olivia newton john um so like things like that we're like we got a review that just said like grease is not the word No. Oh. <laughs> and it was like awesome awesome and and truthfully in toronto You get a bad review, like, you're a little bit... You're you're screwed. It's sketchy in Toronto with, like, critics and... Right? And, like, yeah, maybe they were right. Maybe they were wrong. It doesn't matter. But, like, that's not constructive. That doesn't really... I don't know. I mean, the whole critics in Toronto is, like, a very weird... It's bizarre. It's a weird thing. It's bizarre. We want more art, but then we're like, look at all this bad art. And we're like, whoa. Right. (laughs) You can't have both. Right. But, yeah, so little things... I think little things kind of hurt us really early on. Yeah. And then, like... It's just hard. I just think it's hard in Toronto to produce something of that caliber. Yeah,
0: yeah. And it's really only Mervish doing for musicals, right?
2: Well, yeah. And mm. then, like, which to, is like they're hiring all Americans. Well, because they're just bringing in tours. Yeah. So then yeah, they're they not just bringing in new pay, productions. No, they yeah. just have to pay a fee. They don't have to pay for choreography. They don't have to pay for like all these things. Right. And so Canadians are like mad that all these tours are coming in, and I, I don't disagree. I'm kind of like, can we not do a Canadian production? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also like, yeah. But I've watched how hard and how much money that can be right and so i'm like i i get it i right. understand why theater companies are scared to do it
0: mm-hmm. yeah there's a lot of like risk and not a lot of reward it mm-hmm. sounds like mm-hmm. like anything i feel like that's a restaurant industry basically any industry we're all involved in it like just it's, yeah like, it's
2: just hard to be a human yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. um definitely
0: i mean this is kind of off topic but did you just did anyone else see that seth rogan did like a live tweeting of cats the cat's movie comes on. No, That's funny. And he like in the first tweet, it's just like, <laughs> I just started watching the cat's movie, and they've said "Jellicle Cats" two hundred thousand times, and I don't know what it is. <laughs> Jellicle <laughs> Cats, because it's like the whole first song is like "Jellicle Cats," and the It's like a whole. Thing. Yeah, it's based on a poem. Yeah. Oh my god. It's very strange. I haven't seen it. <laughs> no, me neither. <laughs> But I just like um, when we were thinking about movies too, yeah. <laughs>
1: like adapting
0: things that are weird. That was like the first. thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was weird. Yes. You're not wrong. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> something we were talking about before we started getting into it. Mm-hmm. Um, you started noticing a difference. This is like going back to dance. Mm-hmm. Um, and how you were treated on stage in competitions versus how you were treated on st- or in conventions and places that you were learning.
2: Yeah. Um. So I'd said that I, growing up, like. Can- repeated and went to conventions quite often. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom was phenomenal at being like, great, let's like fly somewhere. Let's drive somewhere. Let's like get you out there. That's the best. Like learning conventions are awesome. You're learning from like at least five teachers, sometimes up to eight. Mm-hmm. And like every class is a different teacher, is a different style. And I truthfully believe like all my success as a dancer comes from conventions and having teachers trying different things. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, and so I, I would I would go to these conventions and we would learn choreography and it was all about like picking up quick choreography and putting your own like stank on it, which at a really early age, I was like, oh, I'm the only chubby dancer that I see. I have to, I'm already standing out. <laughs> I need to stand out for the right reasons, not the wrong reasons. So then I became very invested in being like, great, what's my style? Like, what do I bring? And it was usually like very animated. All my friends called me a Muppet. But I have these, like, over-exaggerated facial expressions. And so at conventions, teachers would, like, always call me out because they'd be like, oh, my God, the redhead. Like, look at her. Right. And yeah, yeah. And they'd be like, oh, you're different and you don't look like every other dancer. And, like, we want to, like, encourage that. Kind of like the boy thing, right? Like, yeah. they were like, oh, a chubby dancer. Like, something different, something new. And then I would go to competitions um, especially like, ugh, I think back, it's the CNDC, it's the Canadian nationals. And I never did well, truthfully, mm. never like placed, um, maybe in tap and a musical theater, I could like get there, but like jazz lyrical, never, never, never. And I would listen to the tapes and it would be like, uh, you know, well, based on her body type, blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like 12 and be yeah. like, Oh, like, uh.
0: Right. This is also something I want to come back to later, but like <laughs> just sh- stupid shit adjudicators say in yeah. videos that is, anyway. We'll
2: that has nothing to do with what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah. So I, I just started noticing that like, I wasn't doing well at competitions, but I could do quite well at conventions. Um, I went down to the States and won like the big LADF, LA Dance Force scholarship and, I won triple threat the first year it came to Winnipeg and I had won these things. And then I would compete like I'm the same dancer. Nothing changed. Right. But I just found it wasn't reciprocated in the same way. Um, And, and I I then kind of made it like my mission to be like, I need to keep going because there's obviously something like, there's a reason that they're not open to different body types. There's Mm -hmm. a reason that like, because that generation had been taught like you're a dancer you look like this right right and so like you I kind of I don't know I was never mad at them for having those kind of like biases I was like oh I just need to prove you wrong Mm -hmm. which truthfully like I think has been my whole life motto um is that I'm like great well I'm just gonna prove to you that I can do it right because like I know I can Mm -hmm. um and so like it's a big thing like when I teach I just try to encourage like finding your own thing and like what makes you special and what makes you different and like taking that thing that like most people or kids could find as like something to hide or shy away from and i'm like no you have to use that Mm -hmm. especially in musical theater more than dance um is that like we want to see like differences right right like they they do want to see that to an extent, <laughs> they still want you to like fit into their box, but they're like, "We want it to be different boxes," mm-hmm. which I know kind of sounds crazy, but I, it's just the reality of it is that you can't. I don't know, you just can't shy away from like your weird things, no, because it's going to be there. Like you can't. I mean, you can change drastically about yourself, but like you don't feel good and you're not being yourself, mm-hmm. and so yeah, I don't know. It was a it was a hard hard lesson to learn, and truthfully it took until like very recently (laughs) to be like, I'm confident fully in my body. And like even days, obviously I'm not, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. I kind of couldn't not be because it wasn't an option. I love dance and I knew dance is what I wanted to do in whatever aspect. It ended up kind of leaning into musical theater, but I still teach or I have taught. Um, And I'm like, this is an important thing about me. Right. Is that I'm like, there is some little girl every time i perform on stage i'm like there's some kid in the audience who's overweight and is like oh my god that girl i could do this Mm -hmm. and like i didn't see a lot of that when i was young right at all no and so i'm like i need to be that voice like those are my that's my option (laughs) so whether that means i have to sometimes fake my own confidence to be like i just need to push this message out so it doesn't matter if i actually feel good I'm gonna do it because I'm like I want to be that thing for the next generation, right? Right. Hmm. Yeah,
0: I remember. If you don't know, also everybody, Michelle's from Winnipeg, so we kind of know each other. We used to compete when we were younger together. But I do remember you being like ama- like amazing to watch on stage. It was like oh was so great.
2: That's funny, it's Michelle, because <laughs>
0: you were you were like so animated and so there, so present. I think, and it was like it was something different to watch. I mean, like you know, it wasn't like a cookie cutter, just like diamonds.
2: Yeah, you know, real kind of
0: um, dance. It was like actually always quite lovely.
2: So that's very nice. Yeah, that's I'm good. glad. Like I'm right. Yeah. Like that's yeah. I've tried to like take that on with me, mm-hmm. and like I, I think you're right. Animated is like exactly the word. Like I've watched little videos of me and I'm like, Oh, that's a Muppet. That's a Muppet on stage, (laughs) like living her best life. But like, and your aunt would be backstage. My aunt would be full (laughs) dancing backstage with me. Like for real though, my mom doing the choreography, it's fine. Um, but it was, it was a big thing where I was like, Oh, I don't look like any of these girls. And so like, what do, what can I, you know, like, and, and my facility, like I'm also short and chubby, which is like even worse because I would look at like girls I compete against for years and I'd be like, oh my God, they're just so tall and lean. And like when they kick our leg, it's at the same height as mine, but it's not. It's so much higher because it's just skinny and it looks higher. (laughs) Like that, like I couldn't like understand that as a kid. Like specifically, I can I had this like very clear image of me doing like an arabesque in ballet and it being at 90. But like my ninety at like five foot two, mm-hmm. is this big is very small. And then like a, a, a you know a five eight girl, that leg is above my head. <laughs> and I'm like, why do you look so good? Right. And then I was like, okay. So obviously, also looks good <laughs> as, as a kid. <laughs> as kids, so we're taught what looks
1: good. Yeah, we're good. taught what yeah. like. Yeah. I can remember that too, being also a short dancer yeah, and being like girls that are taller than me and their legs are, we're doing the same thing, but I'm like, wow, their lines look so much in quotes better yeah, because you know, that's what we're taught is supposed to look like. Oh, geez, fuck. right?
0: I think it's like a vision. It's like a shape. It's a shaping thing in terms of like visual.
2: Well, and truthfully, sometimes things that are skinny and long yes. just look longer. Yeah. Right period the end it has nothing to do with like their skill I remember like I have a great like bot ma right like I remember being this is my kick on the right and (laughs) I would like whack myself in the face but yet like the girl who's kicking at 90 but she's like six feet tall it just looked better and I was like I'm mad I'm mad at you I'm mad that your lines are as long and I'm mad at my mom for being like five feet like I'm mad yes right and so like at a certain point you're like okay I can either just like give up dancing and like or be so grumpy all the time or I'm like okay great. So I maybe don't have the same facility that everyone has, but I was like, I have facial expressions and I have emotion. Like that was a big thing for me. Like back in the day before there was lyrical, (laughs) it was just called jazz. And like everything went in that category. And like, I did a solo to dreaming of you from Selena Mm. and it won that every competition. Right. And it was like, because story my teacher had like taught me and like the emotions I felt it truthfully was like a musical theater piece Mm. but without singing right looking back on it I'm like oh I was acting like for my life in that number (laughs) um and and like in that moment I was like there were girls who were doing these beautiful I'm not a turner by any stretch you know I can do my basics but that's about it and I remember competing against a friend of mine who had these beautiful faute turns at like quite a young age And, like, perfect turnout and, like, the exact right rotation. And I was, like, I'm never going to dance like Robin. And then I... Oh, that's such a name that I just remember. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I was, like, oh, that'll never be me. And yet, because I could put the, like, heart behind an emotion, sometimes that would register certain ways, like, differently, right? Mm -hmm. Because, like, it wasn't just about how high or how many turns or this or that. It was, like, oh, I felt something. Right. So then... I don't know, probably I'd say like 12, 13 was when I started to be like, oh, no matter what you're feeling, if you can like evoke an emotion, they like you, <laughs> <laughs> they enjoy it. Right. Right. And like, I go and think of, like, I used to go, we saw every show when I was a kid, mom took me to literally any theater that happened, which like, God bless, and I, the shows that I felt things are the shows that still to this day, I'm like, oh, that's one of my favorite shows. Mm-hmm. Like, is it? Or does it just have, like, such a good feeling? Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, I think that's, like, a, I don't know. It's a huge factor. But that's so nice. Thank you. That's a very oh. nice thing. <laughs> also, Robin, I forgot about it. I, oh, I know. I Lots that's of names. Shout out to Winnipeg. Shout <laughs> out to Prairie. <laughs> <laughs> What, yeah. what a thing! It, Shout it, out to Patsy. <laughs>
0: crazy.
1: Yeah, Patsy lazy. <laughs> Everybody's trauma. Oh my god. Uh, uh, it's yeah. Dance the dance world is weird for young kids. Still, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's too hard. what
0: was the experience when you moved into like a more professional setting with that? Oh yeah,
2: mm-hmm. um, because you talked a lot about from the competition standpoint. Yeah. So I went to theater school. And I was, like, all of a sudden in dance classes with people who had never danced before, but, like, they were an advanced dancer. Um, So I quickly was, like, oh, like, musical theater is, like, not what competition dance was. Right. And I think I, like, knew that, but not to that degree. So then I started to realize, like, oh, in musical theater, it's all about, like, archetypes. And like, you're the funny best friend, or you're the ingenue, you're the lead, or you're the this or the that. And everything is about like, you're a type, you're a type. And I started getting cast in roles in theater school where I was always like the adult or the older woman. And I was like, I'm not old. And I didn't like understand that start of a change. Um, But I was like heavier and I had like a, a, a lower set voice. So and unless, I was like
0: hairspray came, you like were gonna be cast as an older person. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> yeah, truthfully, like I played every every show I did, even I played Mother Superior in nonsense. She's like written as like sixty years old. And they were like, You're the closest. I'm like, What? What do you <laughs> mean? <laughs> but I was like, Oh, I understand that in a school setting, yeah, I probably was. Because like I wasn't this cute little like innocent first nun type of mm. thing. Like I I'm a little more lived in, I guess we'll say, (laughs) but you know, I just came, I came with my own sensibility. Right. And I, and truthfully, I would love to play that part in like 30 years because man, it's awesome. But, but I had all these parts on my resume that I was like, I'm an old woman. (laughs) Then I started auditioning. I graduated, started auditioning and they'd be like, why, why did you play all these parts? Like you're very young. And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know. (laughs) It's just what they gave me in school. And so I had prepped all this material that was Mm. way, way older than what I like should have been singing. But I had put myself that I couldn't be a lead. Mm. You're, you're not cute enough. You're not pretty. You're not this little mini like, innocent Disney princess yeah yeah and so then i was like oh then i must be old like there's nothing else i don't know and so then i started like auditioning professionally and i booked a couple shows where i was like young lady you're like you know these younger teen-esque parts and i was like i'm youthful as fuck this is awesome <laughs> so it was the reality of like Oh, okay. So sometimes you have to, like, look at what you're being compared to. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, in theater school, I probably, it made sense. All the parts I played, I I will, hopefully, or could play again in another 20 years. Mm -hmm. I did understand it loosely. But it was this reality where I was like, oh, I, like, put myself in this box. And therefore, I, like, cast myself out before I even, like, had the chance. Mm -hmm. So then there was, like, a middle phase where... I was going to so many auditions. I just wanted to be seen at everything. And I wanted people to know who I was. And I was getting told, like, I was getting cut, like, really early in, in auditions. And I was like, well, that's weird. Like, I danced the shit out of it. Right. And then I started to, like, really look at the girls who were being kept. And and unfortunately, lots of times, they're they're thin. Yeah. <laughs> thin and tall. Mm-hmm. And these legs that come up to my boobs. And, you know, and I started to be like, oh, oh, okay. I kind of thought I had, like, passed that Indians competition world. Like, I thought we were, like, moving forward. But then I was like, oh, we're not really. Yeah. So then it started to get to a point where, like, I just made sure that I danced my literal hardest every single time I auditioned. Mm -hmm. A female who will remain nameless once said to me, like, it's so easy for you because you walk in and you're the only, like, fat girl. So, like, you're not being compared to anyone. So, like, that must be so much easier. And I'm telling you, did I not take out my hoops and was like, we're going to fight. We're going to fight. <laughs> and, <laughs> wow, you're a cunt. You, you, truthfully, I, I just said to her, like, look, when you walk in a room, they want you to be good. You're just not good enough. When I walk in a room, I be better than every single girl for them to even consider hiring And not just, like, a little bit better by a fucking margin. I have to yeah. be the thing that everyone goes, whoa, who's that? Yes. <laughs> And I, to this day, will never speak to this girl again, was just like, how dare you? But, but I was like, it was like kind of the reality of like, oh, I, I have to be better than every single person to be considered. Right. Not even to be cast, mm. which is like absurd to me. Mm. And like right yeah. now, theater's taking this like beautiful, like we're all diverse and et cetera. And I'm like, yeah, people of color exist. Like put them on the yeah. friggin' stage. But we're not talking about body diversity. At all. Mm. And it's funny because one of my good friends who I think was on your podcast, Daniel Williston, Mm. and I played lovers in theater school all the time. (laughs) Because, like, we're both big and fat. And they're like, great, you have to be lovers. Because, like, a skinny person can't fall in love with a fat person. And we're like, great. Oh, my God. (laughs) But he's also, like, the most talented person. So I was like, great. I'd rather him be my scene partner. Like, get out of here. But anyway, so... (laughs) things like that were, like, a big problem, but we would kind of laugh about how, like, once we got out of it, people were talking about diversity, but they were only talking about it in certain bubbles. So, they were saying, like, great, Daniel can play the fat, funny friend. You can play the, like, funny sidekick whose, like, joke is, like, waka waka, I'm fat, or I'm eating. In Greece, Greece is a great example. The character of Jan in four different scenes, it says in parentheses, is eating blank. Mm. Oh, because she's fat. Therefore, she is eating. Mm. I'm like, first off, yeah, I don't mind eating a prop on stage. Not scared. (laughs) But like, really? Oh, skinny people don't eat? They don't eat in their bedroom. Like what? That was like crazy to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're just, I just feel like theater is like, so it feels like we're crawling. Mm -hmm. they're like we're diverse we're this we're that but i'm like it's not fast enough because diversity just doesn't mean one thing right and like there's this whole kind of conversation going on right now that like diversity means bringing in people that are different but they're not different right like people people of color and people of different body shapes and people of different sexualities we should there should just be a neutral playing field we shouldn't have to call it diverse casting Mm -hmm. right we should just call it casting and we should understand that people are different Mm -hmm. so i mean my big thing is i go in now to audition and i'm like this is who i am i'm unapologetic i'm not gonna change who i am i'm too old for that right and i it's crazy to me we kind of talked about this before but like as a kid definitely had lots of eating disorder lots of issues when i was at my like most unhealthy i still was chubby because my body is short and fat. Like it's like I and can't And you mean the most unhealthy is in, like you I was weren't... my skinniest, skinniest and I was yeah. and I was not eating and I was making myself sick and I still was chubby. Right. And like the reality is like some bodies don't shape the same way. Yeah. Right. Right? And I just think that's like something that we we don't delve in. Yeah, I could be a little thinner and I could lose a little bit here or there, of course. And it's not like I don't work out, but I'm so active. Right. I go to the gym all the time. I'm dancing literally all the time. But my body just doesn't, doesn't want to shape like that. So I feel like I can't go in trying to change that because it doesn't work. <laughs> right. I was sick and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. So what's what's why why put yourself in that? Um, but the big thing is when it comes back to casting, is that you can be different body types and play different parts. You can be an ingenue, you can be that lead beautiful female and have a little extra weight. Yep. Cause of like course. This may shock people, but fat people fall in love too. <laughs> right? <laughs> why, why is it only, we're only like limiting it to this like bizarre. It is a weird mindset that like is created in
0: story types that like, yeah. oh, you're only allowed to be in love if you are
2: skinny and beautiful. Skinny and beautiful and blonde. And your or, partner also has to be beautiful. Yeah. Right. If, if he's fat, like look away. Mm-hmm. Which is like, what? That's crazy. And that's right. why hairspray happened and everyone's like, oh, hairspray. And I'm like, look, yeah. Do I want to play trade Tracy Turnblad. Of course great I of course I want to play yeah. hard. That yes. That's like actually my life. I'm like, Oh, a girl who's like, I'm fat. And now I want to dance. Right. Me, <laughs> But it, it, that's really the only story we're telling. There's only one fat girl allowed to fall in love. And also the
0: premise of the story is about just like, it's, be, it's that she's overweight. Yes. And it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's not like just a person who falls in love. who No, no, to no, me. no. Yeah. She has to be fat. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Like what? I don't know. It's crazy to me. So like, I feel my big thing, I'm starting to transition more into choreography and directing. And I'm like, oh, because I need to tell those stories Mm because apparently no one else is. Right. Like I'm going to cast these people. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, I just spent last semester I taught at St. Lawrence College. And I choreographed Little Mermaid for them. Mm-hmm. And kids came in, and they're told they know the shows they're auditioning for, um, and they're they were asked to prepare like a song that would suit that character. And many girls came in who were like not they weren't even big, they were just not mini, mm-hmm. <laughs> skinny mini, and they were like, oh, I prepared, you know, When You're Good to Mama. And I'm like, oh, are you auditioning for Ursula? And they'd be like, yeah. Cause like, I don't look like Ariel and I was like, everything in my body just like turned. Ugh. And I was like, this is the problem. It's right. in theater school. We're teaching it right now. Yes. Institutions. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. This is where we fix it. Right. Because unfortunately the industry, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. But in the theater school where it's about learning and education, is that not the exact place where that right. could happen? And wouldn't you want to teach your students
1: how to play diverse characters? So, like, I'm like, you should know all those parts. You should right. be able to understand each character and, like, be diverse. Well, and
2: it's so funny because Ariel's a great a great part for this. So, we all think of her as this, like, pretty Disney princess. But in the reality, she's, like, a bit of a weirdo. Yeah. She, like, keeps a bunch of shit in a cave. She's a hoarder. She's so a so weirdo. And she, none of her sisters like her because she's, like, so weird and quirky. <sighs> And like talks to talks to the animals, and like is is an odd duck, yeah. right? She's an odd girl, who's also willing to like tell her dad to fuck off, right? <laughs> that's like a ballsy thing at at like fifteen, right? Right? So you have this like weirdo stereotype, but in the movie we've she's pretty and she's lovely. Period. Mm-hmm. The end. But in reality, like that's the weird girl who like sat at the back hallway at your school, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so so then it's like, is that not the perfect role? Where we could push the boundaries a little bit. Mm -hmm. Right. She doesn't have to be in a fucking seashell bra. But also, like, I'm chubby and I'll wear a seashell bra and I'll rock the hell out of it. Mm. Like, (laughs) right? Just because I'm bigger doesn't equal I'm self-conscious of my body. Right. Right. That's another weird thing. I get asked. I did Rocky Horror um, in Thunder Bay. And I was in, like, a panty on stage, truthfully. Like, a (laughs) panty and a corset. My tits were, like, up to my chin. (laughs) And I remember being like, am I wearing this on stage? Like, is this what's going to happen? And I was like, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It is. It's just going to fucking happen. And there was a night where we were at the stage door and a woman came up to me and was like, you danced so hard. And it was awesome. I've never seen like a big girl dance like that. And I was like, yeah, bitch, yeah, <laughs> what's up, right. right? And I've had, I've been lucky enough that I've had lots of people come up to me and be like, oh my gosh, I remember you in the show. And I'm like, right, I know why you remembered me. Right. But they're like, it was, we saw something different. We saw mm-hmm. someone real on stage. And it's, it's not to take away from those beautiful, skinny, tall girls, God bless. I love them, but I'm not them, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I can't pretend to be. No. It, right. it, it's not gonna work.
1: Right. And you can't force yourself to try to be like them because yeah. it'll right. You'll never, you'll never work if you try to be someone Literally you're not.
2: Literally never work. Yeah. yeah. Speaking
0: <laughs> of costuming too how many and I just know this from like the contemporary-ish world is like how many times like I have had friends who like aren't even considered like you know that are skinny like we're talking about skinny girls who have been yeah. told that they don't fit into costumes and that's why they're not being cast. Yeah. Which is like a whole situation. It's just
2: it's so fucked up. Um <laughs> yeah. Uh I've been pretty lucky that most theater costumes are being made. Mm-hmm. Um or they can be adjusted now. Mm. We it's gotten so much better. So much better. Um but it's not great. <laughs> I've had it's it's not I've never been told like you don't fit in the costume but it's something like i've been given a pair of tights that are a 4x and i'm like oh i'm an extra large maybe a 1x like i'm i'm a thick girl but i'm i'm not that thick yeah and they're like oh well like we found these are like close enough and i'm like whoa and then i put these tights on and they literally come up to my chin and like i can put my whole body in them and i'm like (laughs) are you sure Oh, you come out, you're like, like I'm like, okay, like just really, imagining you coming yeah. out in a pair. Of <laughs> Am sides? I wearing like a sock on stage? Like, is that what's happening? <laughs> so, where I had a designer who was just like, I don't really know what to do with. And like, Whoa. didn't say it, but just like did the hand gesture of like belly to boob ratio. And I was like, <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah. So like, that's not great. However, I have had some of the most amazing costume designers. I was working at a theater. And uh, the costume lady was a was a thicker lady. And it was actually when I was doing Shrek. And she pulled me aside and was like, I'm hand making your costume because I want it to be perfect. I want you to look amazing on that stage. And she never said why, but I was like, I know why. I know because you don't see women that look like us on stage. I knew that. Mm-hmm. Um, and my costume was fucking beautiful. Um, it was a like hand bejeweled. Did you get to fit. keep it because it was made for you? No. Oh. No, because they're like, if some skinny girl will just corset her in there. Yes. <laughs> well, it's taking
1: the seams. Yeah. yeah. We'll Cut
2: see. it out. Yeah. Like
0: when I was doing, trying to find dresses for like, Mr. Elvia, which is like the, the show I did mm-hmm. it was like trying to find in this like 1950s era and like the worst time for bodies finding basically any dress that I had like liked it was like and like I mean I had like some very thin girls in that show who are like beautiful and amazing and like you know um but like it was either like it like fit, the, but like finding dresses for people that were either like this or mm-hmm. like finding dresses for, it was like the extremes. It yeah. was never like, and that was just because all the costumes were like from that like era, and none of, I wasn't like hand making costumes. No, yeah. I was like renting <laughs> costumes, but I would like be like, oh, this dress. And they'd be like, oh, this is like a 23 waist. And I'd be like,
2: yeah, yeah. you're like one, two, three. Which is like three. great for some of them, but
1: like, I was like, trying to think, right. like, that wouldn't fit like, or me. it was so weird. It would, like, fit them in the body and then the boobs would be, like, nothing.
2: Yeah. Right.
1: Or, like, wouldn't fit them in the shoulders. It Like, f- the fitting was just, like, so weird. Yeah. It was, and like, tie them in.
0: It was, like, too... It too was, much. Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> like, trying to, like, um, find costumes for, like, some bodies in that show and, like, other bodies It was just, like, super interesting to me that, like... And
2: drastically different. Yeah.
0: It was, like... It, and it was just like the era of the costumes it felt right. like you know like in that era it was like the c- no one no was one was fat from.
2: in the 50s it was like only like this or <laughs> but
0: it was like it literally like it was only like you know like a yeah you're really XL, big or you're or very small it was small. like a 23 waist and yeah. i was just like how is this even fucking a thing right. like this is a nightmare and everyone should be hand making costumes anyway well i mean yeah <laughs> i mean
2: the other thing is like I I did a show once this is like very low budget I had like just graduated I was making like a penny and she put us all in these like colorful I'm gonna call them a sack it was a sack and I because I was like a little bit bigger than some of the other girls she just made it like so much bigger Mm -hmm. and every time I put it on I measure you she did. I don't know. She, yeah, she fucking measured me. But, like, I don't know what she does behind the scenes. But, like, the skinny girl, her dress was, like, so tight. And mine was, like, she could join in in my dress. <laughs> so I was in this, like, green sack on stage. And I was, like, every time that scene happened, it was, like, A, like, such heavy dancing that I was just, like, I'm in the front. I'm in the center of the fucking You're just number. Like holding
1: your And I'm in a
2: sack. I'm yeah. in a sack. And I wish I was dead. And so... <laughs> I, my mom flew out to see the show and she was like, that dress just looks disgusting on you. Like, it looks disgusting. You look like a house, but like, you're not a house. But like, that dress makes you look so bad. And I was like, no, I know. Shout mom, out my mom's the most honest. Yeah. <laughs> Audrey will tell you the truth always and is a seamstress. So, yeah. like, knows a dress. Yeah. So
1: she, she, like, bring it home. I'll fix it. So <laughs>
2: she goes, just take it. Just take it and we'll fix it tonight. And I'm like, I can't take my costume. She goes, what, what are they going to do with it? Like they're not fixing it. They're not washing it based yeah. on the look of it. Yeah. So I stole my dress. I stole two costumes. And I just took them home and I brought them back, and all of a sudden I had a waist oh. and I had a new trim and a seam because she like hadn't, anyways, whatever. Did them? Not well. Ugh. Not well, not well. You know, she's in a rush. It's too big of a dress. Anyway, and so all of a sudden I like. Stupid <laughs> <Too much> stitches. <laughs> yeah, too much, too much. <laughs> so I all of a sudden like had this like nice sort. I will wow, we'll say, it was as nice as, nice as so she could have made. Yeah. It was still a sack, but it was yeah. a sack with a waist. Right. I have a waist. I have an hourglass. Give me a waist. I'll give you the hips. You know, yeah. Um, and yeah. And then she came back. The costume designer came the last week of the show, and she was like, "Oh my gosh!" She was like, "I just want to take a picture of you in that dress. It looks so good." <gasps> and I was like, <laughs> "Did you tell no, her? Your mom, I did tell were you just her." You like this. The like, no, literally. I'm you. like, I don't know. I never saw. But I just like, come on. How funny is that? Like, I'm so proud of my work. L O L. It's not your work. You're a monster. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, she's not listening hey girl um but yeah still very very funny so yes yeah it's like the worst but it's also i have to or i just did a show and they were like yeah we have to go you have to go for a bra fitting which is actually like pretty common so i was like great and then i like go to my friend who's also in the show and i'm like when are you going for your fitting and she was like i don't have one and i was like why why did i She was like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a fitting. So I like go, I have to go to this fancy bra store and like where the lady like tells me about my nipples and I'm like, cool, cool, cool. Love that. Yeah. And get this like amazing bra, like God bless. And I got to keep that one. But none of the other girls, because they were like, oh, they can wear like a basic bra of that era. Right. But the, but the designer was like, I'm just worried if we put you in one of those, it's going to hurt your back because it's not supportive in the same way. Right. Mm. Um, in like. She was great, and she ended up, like, explaining why and whatever. But there, even, like, as much as four months ago, I was like, why do I have to have this stupid fitting? Like, It's not my fault I have big boobs. But it's even moments like that that are just, like, triggering. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you remember when you're 12 and you have big boobs, and you're like, I toppled over. (laughs) Right? Right? Like, it all comes back to, like, and this horrible experience I had. Right. But it ended up being great, and she was great, and it all was fine. But it was, like... Maybe that information
1: beforehand would have been nice. Right. So you know? well, I'm mean, not, like, walking into it just, like, not having eaten in the past 24 <laughs>
0: hours because you're the only one having it. I'm so like, worried. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. But no. it's real. Like, that kind of stuff happens, uh, like, more often than not, where yeah. it's, like, they're trying to take precautions and they're trying to be, like, respectful of your body. Right. But it still feels like you're the only one. or Right. You know, they're, like, like, tiptoeing around it in a weird way
1: that isn't...
2: It almost makes it worse, but doesn't. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. Neither way is good, but... I know I have a body. I'm very aware. I live in it every day. They don't have to, like, be weird about it. Right. Mm-hmm. But I do understand some people are sensitive, right? So I'm sure they're, like, towing a weird line. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So I try to just be like my outspoken self right away so that they know I'm not weird about it. Mm-hmm. So like, even if it's something like I'll make a comment being like, yeah, as long as my, you know, something fits or, you know, try to make a little like up bop so that at least it like calms them down. Right. So right. they
1: know that you have like a sense of humor around yeah. it. Yeah.
2: And like, I don't feel weird about it. You don't get to feel weird about it. Mm-hmm. Totally.
1: It's not your, yeah. It's my body.
2: I so, got to go on stage. You're fine. Yeah. Oh. hundred
1: percent. Um. I want to ask you like one more question before we Please. have to wrap. Um, you were talking about an eating, like eating disorders. Mm-hmm. How did you like fall into that? And then how did you pull yourself back up? Is it still something that you
2: deal with? Yeah. Um, started pretty young. Um, I danced at a studio that was like very ballet focused. And uh, a lot of those girls ended up going to like the professional division in RWB and were like beautiful technicians, beautiful ballerinas. Um, and, and not just like they were skinny and they looked long, not like those girls. These girls were like beautiful fucking dancers. And, um, I had, you know, a couple, one teacher in particular, she was just always talking about my size. She would always say like, I'm belly in, belly in. And I would be like, she would say that to other girls, but it wasn't the same. Like it wasn't the same. And you know, it would be, she would walk by me like if she was correcting like at the bar and she would just go <sighs> and i was like Did whoa you, like <sighs> just get me like and i i you know and at that point i was probably about 13 14 and i i had questioned my body before but that was like kind of the like it pushed over a little bit where i just was like oh my body's not good enough um which is like Ugh, I have so many issues about that, but that was kind of what I felt. And I would win these competitions and the, the director of the school would be like, Ugh, did you deserve it? Or, but did you see this person compete? Or did you see, I really thought she was going to be you. And I was like, what? Like what a horrible like mindset to be in.
0: Also, how do you say that to a 14 year old?
2: Like
1: how Without do
2: you, I mean, <laughs> how do you say it to a human being, yeah. but then how a do you child. say it to a child? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So it kind of started ish around there. I, uh, yeah, it started with like, I would just skip a meal. I just like wouldn't eat lunch. And then it was like, or breakfast and then dinner I would pick at. And then I felt really sick. And then I like passed out in dance class once. And like, that was a big thing. And you know, the worst part is like especially at that age you're so secretive already yeah right you're already at that phase where you're like i don't want my mom to know anything about my life Mm -hmm. and me and my mom are very very close and so it was like whenever i could i'd just be so sneaky about things and then i realized that like it wasn't working for me so i was like great i'm gonna i'm gonna make myself throw up i'd heard people do it for years like i'd heard you know all these stories especially in dance in the ballet world or like they're eating toilet paper. Remember that? Like everyone was talking about that. Do you remember this? And I don't they talked that. about it that no. like if you wanted to get skinny, you would eat toilet paper because it would fill up your stomach. Oh my and god. And you would think You were you're full. It would happen during weigh
0: ins at RWB. Right. Yeah. This is the what? thing.
2: Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, and for some girls, it was, like, we would eat it to, like, make ourselves, like, almost feel heavier. Mm -hmm. So, when they would, like, measure us, we'd be a certain size because they didn't want them to be too skinny Mm -hmm. because that's also a problem. Right. So, that was, like, a thing. And so, I'd heard about, you know, all these things. And then I, uh, I started to make myself sick. So, I would eat, like, it wasn't necessarily binge eating, but I was eating quite a bit. And then I would make myself sick when no one would see. Um, which is, it's, cra- it's still crazy to me. Um, and then I went to theater school and I was a like, kind of better, I felt good about my body. Like, you know, I don't, I don't know. Maybe that was like, I was taking this next step and I was like, I need to be emotionally there. Mm-hmm. And I had a ballet teacher who was just as bad as my old teacher. And one time she said to me after Thanksgiving weekend, she was like, Oh, Thanksgiving wasn't good to you. Whoa. And I was like, you're right. Like it wasn't good to me. Like not even one second did I like think to fight back. Right. I just immediately went back to that like 13 year old girl and was like, yeah, my body's not good enough. Cool. And And then uh, you're like
0: sucking in, in ways that like, this is what pisses me off about this phrase belly in that I have been trying to correct that I correct in my own teaching. And then also I, for a really long time, didn't understand what belly in meant when belly in is like he's belly in, when you say that to a child, it means, like, suck your stomach in. Right. But that's not, like, holding your center. No. It's no. That's not engaging doing your core. abdominals. Holding yeah. Yeah. No. your center is, like, w- taking your belly button and trying to bring it up. Right. So you should say really like belly up Right. or like belly button, move your belly button up to your sternum or like, right, it's right, not right. moving it inwards. Yeah. This is like causing a hunch. Yeah. It will stretch. Yeah. Like lo- elongate. Yeah. And like, just like even engaging those abs. It's not belly in is like really confusing mm-hmm, yeah. and like, wasn't a phrase that I ever, I didn't like my brain personally didn't get that. Like belly in meant engage your abs until university. Like, literally until, like, yep. third year university. I, I
2: just learned it today. Why? <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I also think that's, like, really important why to use, like, anatomical words for body yep. parts, even when teaching young kids. Mm-hmm. Because it reinstates in them in a really young age that their bodies are real things. Mm-hmm. And, like, muscle groups are, like, real things mm-hmm. that do different help you with different things, not just, like, your belly, which we attribute to, like, where your food goes. Yeah, eating.
2: Yeah. Eating. Mm -hmm. It's eating, right? Everything is, like, look at my belly. Like, poo bear, right? We you poo, right? (laughs) Belly in is, like, squeeze the bear. Yeah. Right? We don't talk about, like, him engaging muscles, right? Like, it's – so, yeah, that kind of was, like, a bad slope. And then I found, like, there was a few other girls who maybe had some eating issues, and, like, that was a really bad trigger for me. And, and it wasn't even that I was unhappy. I was just like doing it cause I knew it and I, I ish liked the results, not even that much. Mm-hmm. And, and then there came a day where I, I don't even, it wasn't just like, I don't know, come to Jesus moment. It was just kind of like, I'm so sick. My nails were yellow mm-hmm. and I looked sick. Mm -hmm. I had these horrible bags under my eyes, which I already have like in my real life Mm -hmm. and I don't need to add them. And then I was like having crazy abdominal issues and like digestive issues. Mm -hmm. And so I went to a doctor and I was like, what's happening? And he was like, oh, you like sort of have like, it seems like leaking acid in your body. And I was like, huh? (laughs) So I've apparently after years of making myself sick, had like, partially torn part of my esophagus which is like quite common apparently
1: (laughs) when you're throwing up constantly Yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: and so sometimes like the juices inside the esophagus are like floating around Ooh. and if something connects with them it's like the most absurd version of acid reflux okay it's like the best way to explain it
0: yeah
2: um so i tell like i tell people i'm allergic to tomatoes i'm not actually allergic but i will throw up
0: Mm-hmm. Cause, right cause
2: because of it, this because uh tomatoes specifically the seeds are so acidic that yeah. it like burns my body wow so the option is like i have to take pills or there's like some crazy surgery apparently you can do is um, it all
0: nightshades or is it just tomatoes?
2: it's hit or miss Absolutely. i avoid most just yeah. to like be safe but to, nothing has ever hurt me like a tomato has mm-hmm. like a piece of pizza like god bless i love it but now i like i can't it's no. not worth it because man that pain is horrible um Yeah, and so, like, it was, like, this doctor being, like, yeah, this is, like, the problem. There's this surgery, but, like, there's so many complications. Like, Mm. it it is very unlikely that it'll be good. Mm -hmm. And I was, like, cool, cool, cool. And I was, like, alone in Ontario, like, called my mom, just, like, devastated, being, like, I don't know what to do. And at that point, she obviously, we had talked about my childhood. And she was, like, do you feel good about yourself? Like, do you feel good? Is it making you feel good? And I was, like, no, I feel awful. Mm -hmm. And she was, like, okay, great then like, let's figure out how to stop that. Mm. So there's, there was therapists in the world. There was just like being in touch with my body. I spent a lot of time just like naked or like very scantily dressed and just being like, look at your body, like be proud of your own frigging body. Cause like my body's capable of so much. Why am I like being so horrible to it? And you kind of ask, like, does it go away? And, like, I don't think so. I think there's days where I wake up and I hate my body and I am tempted to, you know, maybe not eat that day. Or, like, I'm just going to count my calories or, like, whatever. And then I have to be, like, okay, whoa, that's, like, they refer to him as, like, Ed. That's, like, your Ed. That's your eating disorder or that's, like, your abusive boyfriend and you Mm -hmm. just need to, like, ignore him. And you Mm -hmm. need to, like, focus on you and... And it's like, it's kind of cheesy, but every time I have a day where I feel really awful about my my appearance, my physical, it's oh, it's usually about my body. Um, I will post um, kind of like a little sexy selfie. And I usually try to post something like positive so that someone out there who's also in the same mindset or is not feeling great can be like, okay, this bitch can do it, so can I. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I took my whole Instagram and I kind of changed like what it was about. And I wanted to be like, my Instagram is about body positivity mm-hmm. and whatever that means to me in that moment. And, uh, it was a big thing where I was noticing if I post the same photo as maybe a more slender lady, it just looks sluttier. Cause I have huge boobs, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's not, it's a bathing suit or it's a bra or it's like yeah. whatever. Yeah. And so then I was like, great, I'm going to embrace that. Mm-hmm. So then I kind of like made this huge shift in my life. I'd say within the last like two, three years being like, I fucking love my body you can like it or you can not, you don't have to follow me. It's quite easy. Mm -hmm. Um, but now I've kind of like shifted my focus to being like, great. I want to help the people who can't help themselves right now. Right. And it's wild to see like, yeah, of course I get creeps on Instagram, but the amount of like amazing, phenomenal women who reach out being like, I needed this. Mm -hmm. I like needed somebody to say the things you're saying. Mm -hmm because I felt like trash today and I didn't want to admit it. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if I've actually ever told people that it's when I feel my worst is when I do it, but it's, it always makes me feel better. And not the like, likes and the, the superficial shit. It's, mm-hmm. it's these women and these people and some men, Oh my gosh, I have this beautiful friend who went to Sheridan and he's, he's a curvy guy and like is maybe the most warm, beautiful human I've ever met in my whole life. And he was having so many issues with teachers just, like, not respecting him or giving him such a hard time or being, like, great, fat, funny friend. Mm-hmm. And he would always reach out and be, like, how do you do this? Like, how are you doing this? And so every time I post, it's, like, I picture him. There's, like, a couple, like, main people in my life where I'm, like, I'm posting for you. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I want you to have someone and so- someone to look at or somewhere to, like, envision yourself further on. That I maybe didn't have or I didn't know I had. Maybe they existed and I just didn't even look at them. Um, so that's, like, totally, like, when I'm posting these, like, things that I know. Some of my friends are like, yeah, yeah, another selfie. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't understand, like, it's not just me being like, look at my teeth. <laughs> it's like <laughs> me being like, look at this friggin' body. Like, right. I'm I'm here and I'm present and I'm, like, in it. Yeah. Join me or don't join me. But, like, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So like, that's a big thing, but no, the answer, the short answer is no, it doesn't ever go away, but it's just a matter of like when those things happen, how do I reframe it? Right. So that I can use it for a positive and like forwarding motion.
0: <laughs> right. right.
1: Yeah.
2: Great. Wait, so, <laughs> um, is being an artist fucking killing you? Right now?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird time to ask that right question. Right now I'm
2: hiding in isolation. So maybe, um, not yet is the answer. Yeah. Not yet. It's hard though. It's hard, but there's ways to. There's ways to take what's killing you and and make great art in it. Mm-hmm.
1: Great, amazing! Thank Thanks. you so much, Michelle. Thanks. That was
2: so great. Great, I love <laughs> amazing. If people want to find you, where can they go? Um, My Instagram is Ms. M Z Schuster. M Z S H U S T E R. Perfect thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you guys for listening. If you want to hear more episodes or if you have anything to say about today's episode, please reach out out to us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, anything. Leave us a review. Let us know what you thought of today's episode and, you know, give us a shout out whenever you feel like it. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.